I'm Kim Butterfuko, Joey's wife. Amy shot me in the head. I'm paralyzed, not dead. But up, up, but up. A podcast, but up, up, but up. With parents, but up, up, but up. Who think they're really funny. But up, up, but up. You decide, but up, up, but up. You share it, but up, up, but up. You listen all through the night. First time that you gave blood, mm-hmm. like that was was that a big thing for you giving blood? Did you love giving blood? I definitely loved. I loved giving blood. Yeah. Was that since we've lived in Buffalo that you've like become obsessed with giving blood? I've you haven't given Buffalo blood in Buffalo once. Well, before that, were you really into giving blood? I did it a lot in New York City because a lot of places gave out a lot of good free shit. I got like a George Foreman. I got a George Foreman grill that did not put that on the really good shit. <laughs> I just, it just, I just dawned on me that you got a George Foreman yeah. for donating blood. No, I got like tickets to Mets games and that sort of stuff for free. Oh, wow. And then here I got a ticket for the, for the Sabres, a pair of tickets for the Sabres free. That was because of LASIK. Two different things. Oh, wow, really? I got LASIK tickets. Because LASIK I tickets? answered, I got Sabres tickets. <laughs> Come at the, watch LASIK. At the LASIK um, meet and greet. By, right, right. By answering a um, trivia question. Mm-hmm. But I also gave blood on the, that massive concourse on the second, on the first level of the Sabres arena. Oh, wow. And I gave the tickets to your mother. Oh, look at you being all good son-in-law and shit. I remember giving blood for the first time in college when I worked as a chambermaid at the Chautauqua Institute's Athenaeum Hotel, which was quite a job, given most of the clientele were elderly women. And on your day off, you decided to give blood? And so they had a blood drive, and I went and gave blood, and I swear to God, as I walked away, so they give you the cookies, you sit down... And then after, after that, as I walked away, I swear to God, my arm was spurting blood like out of Monty Python or out of um, European National Lampoon's European Vacation when they hit the guy with the bike. Eric Idle? Yeah, Eric Idle. So, I mean, I had blood spraying out of my, my inner elbow, whatever they call that thing, the crook of my arm. Like a fire hose. I had to go running back into the building. And I was like, um, clearly something's wrong here. You're going to have to put a tourniquet on. Do you think that my story about my first time is better or worse than that one? Your first... Am I supposed to have remembered this? No, I'm telling you. I'm going to tell you the story of my oh, first... Oh, do I think it's worse? Something that happened at my first time. And you tell me, do you think it was... I feel as if you wouldn't have this lead up unless it was significantly worse. So go ahead. Not significantly worse. But I fainted my first time giving blood. While you were lying down? No, I gave blood and then I just, I think, not knowing, I stood up way too fast. And what happened? I collapsed. Like a tree? Like a tree or like... I don't, usually don't remember that part. Well, I didn't know if they said to you when you woke up, like... Boy, you really hit your head. Or you crumpled and you didn't really hit your head. 
All I know is that you were there when I woke up and you're the first thing I saw. That's a lie. I know. Because I don't remember this ever happening. No, this happened my senior year, I think. It was the first time I donated blood. It was in the barn. Wow. I have a coworker who is obsessed with donating blood. I really... He's like militantly, whatever, militantly, he does it on whatever the dead, like whatever you, whenever you I can. I would do it and I've, I have forgotten about it recently, but you can't donate like within 18 months of getting a tattoo or something. So there was a big time here that I couldn't do it. So Because you're of, completely tatted up. No, I just, You know, it's so weird. Our friends don't even know that, that you're covered in tattoos from the neck down. Well, they haven't been on a beach with me in right. a while. Right. So the reason I bring this up about blood donation is that our oldest today was asking about my blood type. And I said, well, I'm O positive. I'm the universal donor. And you walked by making the smarmiest <laughs> face of like, uh, 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 I'm the universal donor. You were so rude. I saw it on your you face. You spout that fucking... Um, you know, information, tidbit of information with such pride, but yet you did nothing to get it. It was random. It is random. Okay, you're telling me that privileged people who also were born into their privilege don't sometimes brag about their privilege? Like your parents that's make a big deal bad. about their rent-controlled apartment that they had nothing to do with. Right, and it's deemed a negative characteristic. It's a negative trait. It is rude. <laughs> So you're, yes, you're yes. proving the point that what you're doing is rude. Well, all right, but. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it came across. You're like, I'm a positive. The universal donor. That's true. There was a little bit of flexing about my, right? my blood status. But it's something to flex about. They People email me and call me and text me and beg me to donate blood because I'm the universal donor. I don't believe that. I will show you text messages that I have received from Connect Life saying, please, 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 please. please." And they say, we'll give you a Mazda Miata. And I say, I don't want that. We live in Buffalo. I don't want a convertible. And so I've been holding out. Why don't you donate blood then? So ever since the Monty Python incident, I tried to get over it. I mean, I did. I really did. I've donated blood a few times. I think we've done it together. We probably held hands while we did it, too, because that's the type of couple we are. And I, I, I do feel it's like a little bit of, like, therapy. Like, you're like, look what I've done. And especially because I'm the universal donor. So I can give it to anybody. Like, wow, I just gave buckets of blood to someone else. Like, that's a wonderful thing to do. But it just, every time I'm getting, well, not every time, I am getting more and more freaked out by needles. Like, when I was pregnant, you had to have blood taken so many times. And so I was, like, pretty used to it. Like, I knew, like, look away, like, don't look. And so I don't want them to take blood because, like, it sits in your arm for so long. Yeah, but it's such a small sacrifice to somebody who then, compared to someone who needs blood. I know, and I'm the universal donor, so it makes it even harder on those people. So I want you to imagine walking by somebody who is in... I see you. And they so look wait, at wait, you. So wait, wait, wait. What am I doing on the floor? Because do I know it's like them? Because... It's like a Scrooge thing. Okay, because cause you know we're pretty strict about security if you don't have a reason to be on the floor. But go ahead. And the person looks at you and says, 
I need blood to live. <laughs> and you say to them, well, the needle is in your arm for a long time. And even though I'm the universal donor, so I could give it to you, it's needle. Pretty much that's what I would say. That's Have fun dying. And then you'd walk away. I never thought about it, that like every moment I don't donate blood, someone's dying because of it. Well, I don't know. I don't, how many people die from lack of blood? So there's people running out of blood. It's like draining out of their bodies. Like, no, I mean, <laughs> is there ever like, this person's dying, oh, they flatline, beep, call it. <laughs> the guy's like, 943. And they're like, what's the, and the, you know, like, what's the, the reason cause for the cause of death? And they're like, not enough blood in storage. <laughs> right, right. Not enough O positive flying right. around. Do people die from that? I think it can severely impact surgeries because you need so much blood when you're performing surgery. I imagine that surgery is just like a truly a blood bath, like just blood everywhere. I mean, oh boy. But you just think of blood as just being a liquid then. It's not like anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, this is so random, but I was thinking about this the other day as I was peeing at Wegmans. <laughs> I, I love thinking, your precision. Which stall were you in? Or no, is it no stalls. Urinal? Urinal all the way? There's a urinal. Yeah, when you got to pee, you just go to the urinal. Is it a trough or is it just regular? It's a nice okay. half. Okay. It's a half height okay. urinal. That's important. Um, why can't the human body be more efficient with their intake and then their waste? Why are we inefficient? I feel like we're quite efficient. You drink 16 ounces of that drink and then you're going to pee out 8 ounces of it. Why does that bother you so much? Why can't we never pee? Like, why isn't our body designed... Like, people need so much water to survive. It's part of your body. But yet you excrete a lot mm, of it. Mm, mm, so why mm. can't you retain the water? Why isn't... Like, why haven't we evolved to not have to... Like A lot of overweight women do retain the water. They have to take water pills. Or on the other hand, why can't we eat the food and digest and use all of it? Why is there waste... Yeah, I don't know, but this is the type of question that completely bores me. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you're ending that segment. Can you get some seltzer, please? That's how you're ending that segment. (laughs) Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Fully Functional Parents. If you just can't get enough of us, check us out on Instagram at Fully Functional Parents. Please and thank you.